indeed there are more questions and answers like how easy is it to distract fat people it's very easy it's a piece of cake hi america hello world cake yes michelle has just woken up my name is adrian lee and i am your host welcome to the show more questions and answers the only paranormal quiz show anywhere in the world each week my guests and i will search the world's newspapers websites and tv shows just for you to bring you the very best in paranormal talk radio entertainment and enlightenment we will then test each other's knowledge of the week's events of the mysterious strange supernatural unusual bizarre and just plain weird if you have just tuned in especially to hear the show then i admire your taste if you have just tuned in by accident then i admire your luck I am huddled under my quilt with a large flashlight and a nice cup of tea with tonight's guests, somewhere in the barren wildernesses of the Midwest Plains, with the sound of my elderly mother snoring distantly from the room next door. So snuggle under your covers, turn out your lights and hold on tight. The rules are very simple. Points will be awarded randomly for being interesting or for making me laugh or shiver in horror. Extra points will be available for shock and all value. To help me control my rowdy panel of recidivists and reprobates, I will employ what I have called the inappropriate bell. An example of this would be... The panel have no idea what's coming. I have no idea what stories they have for tonight's show. So let me introduce our guests. Firstly, the mysterious and Vesson Heather Morris. She's been a paranormal investigator for many years, with her own team called Hellhound Investigations and does all of her best work in the shadows. She is now one of the leading audio and DVP experts with the International Paranormal Society and brings her knowledge and research skills to tonight's show. Heather realised this week that there would be a lot less litter if blind people were given pointed sticks. Welcome to the show, Heather. <laughs> Hello. <laughs> I also wish to introduce the mad and crazy Michelle Corey. She was born and raised in Moira, Minnesota, and has a keen and avid interest in all things paranormal. Michelle realised this week that cats have nine lives, which makes them ideal for experimentation. Yes. Welcome to the show, Michelle. <laughs> the reanimator. 90 is a number with perfect eyesight and a love of vivisection. The international dialing code of 90 will see you put through to Turkey. I was in Cyprus once. Cyprus is split in half. There's a Greek side and a Turkish side. And I saw a road traffic accident. I saw two cars hit each other head on. The wreckage was incredible. Both cars were written off. I was amazed to see both drivers of both vehicles climbing out, crawling out from the wreckage, unscathed. 
not a scratch on them. One was Greek, one was Turkish. The Greek guy turned around to the Turkish guy and said, I can't believe we've just survived that without a scratch. Look at our vehicles, completely written off, hardly anything left. He said, this is a gift from God. We were supposed to be lifelong friends. We're supposed to be together. Now we've met. This is a message from God. And they hugged one another. The Turkish man agreed. The Greek guy then leant into the car, pulled out a grocery bag, took out a bottle of Retsina, which is a very strong Greek white wine, said to the Turkish guy, I can't believe this bottle hasn't broken. I can't believe that in the wreckage, we still have this bottle of Retsina. He said, we're going to toast our good luck. This is a message from God. So he undoes the cap, passes it to the Turkish guy. The Turkish guy takes a really big swig, couple of drinks, gives it back to the Greek guy, puts the cap back on. The Turkish guy said, are you not having a drink? He said, no, I'm going to wait for the police to arrive. <laughs> Controversial. <So> terrible. <laughs> 90 is the latitude in degrees of the North and South Pole. The Christmas-themed town of North Pole is in Alaska, and it's just approved marijuana dispensaries. Oh my this goodness. is the God's honest truth. What? So don't expect your presence from Santa until next April. This is the home, by the That's way. That's why he needs all those cookies. That's <laughs> right. <laughs> the home of North Pole dancing, of course. Oh. Very popular. 90 minutes is the length of a soccer match, which lasts, of course, 90 minutes. This is different, of course. Soccer's football for me. Mm. I've been in this country so long now, become assimilated that I now say sidewalk instead of pavement. I say faucet instead of tap. I say elevator instead of lift. It just makes life easier. Mm -hmm. I say garbage instead of rubbish. Mm -hmm. But this is football, of course. I read in the newspaper this week that Mike Zimmer, he's the coach, I believe, of the Minnesota Vikings, was in a bank in Minneapolis and he tried to get some money out. And he went up to the bank clerk and he said, I need to make a withdrawal. I'd like some money, please. And the clerk said, have you got any identification? And he never had anything on him, not even his driver's license. So he said, I don't know what to do about that. And the clerk said, well, a couple of years ago, we had Brett Favre in here and he had no identification either. And he said, I can prove to you I'm Brett Favre. And he got a ball out and he started throwing the ball around and was showing off his arm. He was hitting everything, most amazing skills, throwing that ball everywhere into everyone, hitting everything. So this guy at the clerk says to Mike Zimmer, he says, is there anything you can do to prove who you are? So Mike Zimmer stops to think for a minute, shakes his head, and then replies, I can't think of anything at all. I'm sure there's a solution, but honestly, I can't find it. I'm completely drawing a blank. And the clerk says, would you like small notes or large notes, sir? <laughs> <laughs> now, each week, I like to read out our mailbag. I like to read out all of your messages, all of your notes of support. We have received our first MQTA Christmas card. This is from Tanya and Michael in Australia. It says, I'm going to read this out. This is a Christmas card to all in the room here. It says, thank you for your dedication and commitment to such an engaging radio show. Keep up your fabulous work in educating, informing and bringing awareness to all about the spiritual and paranormal world. We ourselves may be on the other side of the world, but hearing your voices and laughter each week makes this planet feel much smaller that's fabulous oh, isn't it? that is so wonderful sweet. thank you the Yay. stamp oh. the stamp on the letter was upside down so they're either comic geniuses <laughs> 
or they're both alcoholics. <laughs> <laughs> Misty in Mankato posted very simply, excellent show tonight. So thank you for that. Michael from Austin, Texas has written, you guys are truly bringers of joy. Listening to you is like a four-way of fun. <laughs> <laughs> the problem with that is there's 100,000 people listening to this show. <laughs> Kevin, our good friend also in Mankato, posted this week that he actually owns a metal detector. Do you remember on last week's show, mm -hmm. you told all of our listeners in 190 countries all around the world yep. that you have a strange stigmata, a growth in the palm. It's not a growth. If your left hand, what would you describe it as? It's like a little pea. Unique. It's a marble. I'm going to push that all the way up your arm. No. All the way up your neck so it pops out your ear and we can have a look at it and see what it is. No. But he says he has a metal detector if we wish to look at that. I think that's an no. alien tracking device. No, you tried that once. No. Yes, and you wriggled a lot. I should have put more <laughs> alcohol in your cocoa. There we go. But if you wish to write to us at any time, during the week, you can write to us on our Facebook site. More questions and answers with Adrian Lee. All of tonight's stories are there for you and much, much more. There's a lot we can't read out live on air because we just don't have the time. Miss Morris, what would you like to interject? Something that we forgot to mention last week is we had a listener write in on our web page that said, don't worry, I killed an air fern too. Yes. <laughs> Yay, I'm not alone. No. You're not the only person. <laughs> Who's managed to kill an air plant? Sorry. Too much air? Oh, not enough air. What are we going with here? At that point, you'd give up, don't you? At that point, you get a stone and a rock collection. It's plastic plants from here plastic on Plastic plants yeah. from You'll still find a Classy. way to destroy them some way. Oh. Dust catchers, as we call them back in Britain. There we go. But if you wish to listen to our show now, you can do so on our archives. The last... Three years of shows are available on SoundCloud. If you visit soundcloud.com and search for MQTA Radio, you will hear all of our shows over the last three years. And we actually do a round at the end of this show. We're on air for another 20 to 25 minutes. So a round called Not For Your Mother that doesn't go out. And we record that as a little Easter egg, a little present. Everything's free, of course. So if you wish to listen to that round, which we can't read out, for fear of being removed or getting a hefty fine. It's the stories from around the week that we just can't read out due to innuendo and the content of those particular uh -huh. stories. But if you go to SoundCloud, we're a week or so behind on our archives because Dark Matter Digital Network likes to play our shows during the course of the week. But if you wish to listen to those, you can do so in the car, in the gym, walking the dog, anywhere uh -huh. you wish. That's SoundCloud, iTunes, TuneIn, and Stitcher. And if you leave us a nice little thumbs up or a, a like on any of those, we'd much appreciate that. Of course, if you wish to listen to the show first and you're listening to us in the archives at the moment, we do go out on a Friday, eight o'clock yeah. yep. Central Time, 8 mm -hmm. p.m. Central Time, Dark Matter Digital Network.com. And you can hear us first on a Friday night. As mentioned before, 100,000 listeners a week in 190 countries. You can also contact me on our Twitter account at Adrian underscore Lee underscore tips. And we currently have 89 and a half thousand followers on there at the moment. And finally, if you're looking for a fabulous stocking stuffer this Christmas, if you'd like a gift to give to your loved ones, a spooky, informative, funny read, my book, 
mysterious Midwest, uncovering urban legends and ghostly tales from the dead, is now available from Barnes and Noble and Amazon and all good bookshops. Now, our friend, we have a friend of the show. Her name's Clarice. Mm-hmm. She runs the local food shelf. We like to support our local charities here in Cottonwood County in southwest Minnesota. We know a wonderful lady, Clarice. She volunteers her time to run the Wyndham Food Shelf. This is Wyndham, a town of 4,000 people, and it's fallen on hard mm-hmm. times very recently. Local businesses and factories have closed down. And without the food shelf, many families would be hungry this Christmas. We know Clarice personally. She's mm-hmm. a very nice She's lady. lovely. Hardworking, very honest. She volunteers her time. She's a lady in her 70s. Last month, 700 people were fed due to this food shelf. That's 700 people out of a town of 4,000. Clarice reckons that's 159 families relying on help to have food over the coming Christmas period. Now, we know her personally. We know that the money you donate will be put to good use. Last year, Michelle was telling me before the show that last year, I didn't realise this, but the money we raised for her last year went towards buying a giant fridge freezer Mm -hmm. so they can store more food and people can Mm -hmm. now get frozen goods as well yeah so all the money's going to a fabulous cause if you wish to donate this christmas you can certainly do that you can write your checks to the Wyndham area sharing center that's the Wyndham area sharing center you can send those checks to Wyndham area sharing center 1156 fourth avenue that's Wyndham minnesota 56 one Oh, one. And remember, if you give freely, you shall receive freely as well. Last weekend, we mm-hmm. was in Long Prairie yep. in Todd County. Uh-huh. We like to sell a lot of books. We like to do expos. Right. On Friday night, we was in Long Prairie. It's one of the chapters. It's the first chapter in my new book. I investigated the Christie House built in 1901, one of the most haunted buildings I've ever investigated in anywhere in the world Mm -hmm. and on previous shows we have played evidence from that particular investigation i've written about that in my book i've written about the ghosts we discovered in the first national bank on their main street there was an opera house in the same town we investigated as well all those things are there but we went to do some book signings Mm -hmm. we went to sell various paranormal paraphernalia at their (laughs) christmas fair Uh never has a paranormal store been more out of place than in the Long Prairie Christmas Fair. <laughs> I don't care. Wedge, awesome. wedge between, I don't care. We were wedged between jam stalls. There was a yes. soap, a candle store. Lotions. Lotions. Mm-hmm. Lots of Christmas decorations. Macrame. There we go. Doilies. And there we were, sat. <laughs> the International <Funny>. Paranormal Society. <laughs> yeah. The more I think about it, it's very Dickensian, isn't it? Because the ghost of Christmas present was there. We were there. So there is a place for that. It was very interesting how people received us because we were, by default, the first stall. It was huge. There must have been 200 stalls there, I reckon. Something like that. We were the very first as you walked through the door. So people were coming in, taking their coats off, getting acclimated. The first stall they came across was ours. Yeah. 
And uh, the reaction was very polemic, wasn't it? Some people reviled. Some people ran to the other side of the room. That, you have no idea. It was hilarious, and it was my favourite part. We should have had oh, a yeah. secret camera just to film people's reactions. Other people embraced us, thought what we were doing was a wonderful job because we're a advertising. Love-hate thing. It's a love-hate yeah. thing. We're making money for non-profit mm-hmm. historical societies all over the Midwest, right. and we're mm-hmm. doing that by talking about the history plus the ghosts and the haunting. So I make no apologies. No. Do, you, do you think it was the dead fairies? Was that a little too much? <laughs> <laughs> you never get used to the killing, do you? you never get I said that to a wide-eyed six-year-old girl who sat there looking at Heather's dead fairy collection. And I said, difficult, slippery beast, those dead fairies. You have to catch them in a bell jar and chloroform them. And then I went, you never, never get used to the killing. And her little screams. face. Screams. <laughs> the screams. They never leave Tiny your dreams. little screams. So we were bringing Christmas cheer to Long Prairie. I did a book signing. You did. And a short talk on uh-huh. Friday night. Yeah. And then there was a winter parade. Yes, it was fabulous. I've never seen a winter parade. Nor have I. Before. Mm-hmm. I didn't know such things existed. Yes. I said to Lorna, who runs the Christie House Historical Society, I said to her, when's the parade? She said, it's at seven o'clock. I looked at my watch, 10 to seven. I said, we better get a move on. She said, you're in it. <laughs> uh-huh. Yeah, <laughs> yeah she did. I didn't know. Mm-hmm. So I was press ganged. Into yes. being in the Winter Parade. And I thought just a few people would be there. I, I have never seen so many kids in all my life. Yes. I can't believe schools are shutting down across the Midwest due to a lack of children. They're breeding like rabbits. They are. Up in Long Prairie, they can't have any televisions up there. I tell you, there <laughs> was thousands of them. <laughs> I've never seen so many kids. Yes, They were all sat wondering who the strange English mom was, waving like the queen. <laughs> There's me wedged between a fire truck and a muck spreader, wondering where my life's going. Yeah. The gentleman who drove me around in a Camaro. Nice. With oh, all, it was yeah, nice. With all it the lights extremely flashing. Extremely nice. Exhaust blowing. Fantastic job. I will give him a shout out. His name's Johnny. Yes. Poor gentleman. Was the fire chief at one point. Yes. Such several, a sweetheart. Too. Several years ago, he had a stroke. Mm-hmm. He's lost a lot of the feeling down his right hand side. Yep. So the use of his right hand is gone. Yep. He walks with a pronounced limp. Yeah. Now, unfortunately for Johnny, who's a bit of a farmer, he decided he would do some work with power tools. <gasps> and he's managed to cut the thumb off of his left hand. <laughs> no! His hitchhiking days are over. He only has the use of four good fingers. No more plum pies. There you so. go. I thought Johnny Four Fingers was actually a blues guitarist. <laughs> Didn't he sell his soul at the crossroads, Johnny Four Fingers? I know John. Oh, first snort of the night. If you're playing the Michelle Corey drinking game, charge your vessels and take a swig of Retsina as we speak. I actually thought Johnny Four Fingers was a card game. Isn't that. Isn't that the one where one-eyed jacks are wild in the first draw? Or am I getting confused? You're always confused. Oh, no, they're the lazy runners, aren't they, when you go on the second rotation, I recall now. What? But he drove me around in a very powerful car. Yes. With the use of four fingers. It was very impressive. (laughs) Yes. It is. And I'm still here to tell the tale. He's such a wonderful guy. That was a joy. We raised a a lot of money. We had a lot of fun. We made a lot of people happy. And I got to ride in a Camaro by a man driving it with four fingers. I love it. We oh, have- I must say one thing from the book signing, and you said it was fabulous. You got to hug 
probably your oldest fan. Yes, I'd forgotten about this. Yeah. A lady came up to me, sharp as a tack. Oh my God, she was incredible. I think she was probably more active than me, to believe it or not. I would believe it. This lady was over 100 years old. Whoa. Yeah. Really? Yeah, yeah. No walker, no, no nothing. Yeah, she's, she's a wide around. receiver for the Vikings this weekend, I'm meant to believe. <laughs> Incredible lady, too. She's at the third yard line. She's still at the third yard line. <laughs> she's getting closer to the second yard line. <laughs> I want to see a football game with people with walkers. I just want to see that happen. Wow. I thought I'd share that with you. But I did give her a hug. She, to date, is my oldest fan. Yes, she's, she was joy. incredible, too. Born, yeah. of course, during the First World War. Quite wow. remarkable. Yeah. Do you have any other stories about Long Prairie? No, I loved the... Oh, they had little tiny miniature horses all decked out in flashing lights running down their mane and tails, and I wanted to take one home. Yeah, one of those little donkeys. Little Sebastian. Little Sebastian. (laughs) Yeah. The lights went out on one of those donkeys, and you should have seen where they were keeping the fuse. (laughs) Donkeys? Donkeys? Donkey! You may hear laughing in the background. We have Nathan with us again tonight in the background. Yay, Nathan! Yay! He was so ugly as a kid, they hung a pork chopper around his neck so the dog would play with him. (laughs) I love this show. Have I mentioned that before? Don't look at me like that. Thank you, Adrian. We run into the first round, that is. Ghosts and hauntings. A man claims to have captured the chilling moment a ghost walks into his house before strumming his guitar in bizarre footage. The video filmed in the US was set up by a man who says he's been plagued by strange noises ever since using a Ouija board. Oh, really? (laughs) What a surprise. Mm. But each time he's attempted to find the source of the strange bangs and knocking noises, he's found nothing. He says, I heard knocking at the front door, and that's what woke me up. Knock, knock, knocking on heaven's door. Oh, boy. I checked the front door. No one was there, and I heard the same knocking on the back door. I checked, and no one was there. Instead of being fooled for a third time, the man then decided to go for a walk, leaving his camera set up on the kitchen worktop. He tells his viewers, how about this? I'm going to leave the camera here. I'm going to go outside, take a quick walk, and hopefully nothing happens. But almost as soon as he leaves the property, a shadow figure appears at the patio windows before the door starts sliding open and closed, seemingly of its own accord. Uh Moments later, viewers hear the strumming of a guitar and the strange figure flashes across the screen. Bunk. At the end of the clip, the camera is inexplicably knocked over despite no one being in the house. Worst songs for a ghost to strum on a guitar. One Foot in the Grave, Uh Stairway to Heaven, Death on Two Legs, Don't Fear the Reaper, Anything by Nickelback. Oh, I gotta have more cowbell. If you wish to see the ghost strumming on the guitar, you're more than welcome to do so. If you go to our Facebook site, more questions and answers with Adrian Lee, you can see the ghost of Christmas presents strumming on a guitar knocking on heaven's door three chords it's all there for you Miss Morris what have you got for me tonight in the round of ghosts and hauntings I have a man from Russia is possessed on camera I know Mm. what this means no when your opening statement (laughs) is a man from Russia (laughs) I know where we're going in about one minute's time 
I'm boycotting. No, no. I think, you know, <laughs> you need to commit. Go big or go home, right? <laughs> what appears to be a man inside of a psychiatric ward is seen on video rambling about around a bed. Then he wanders off into the deep darkness, having a tantrum. Perhaps this man is seeing something of a satanic nature inside the room with him. His reactions verbally and physically are displayed throughout this entire video. It seems that he is then possessed by a force as he is seen levitating off the left side of the bed from the camera perspective. The text is Russian and displays a countdown of sorts on the playback, which was recorded on video from shooting the television or computer monitor. What was the purpose of this video? Maybe this man was under observation as an experiment. People do have different mental conditions. Adrian Lee. Wow! This man. It's a bit early for that, <laughs> madam. <laughs> this man could have any type of mental illness that is related to seeing different delusions. Adrian Lee. What, what he sees. <laughs> the bringer of points. <laughs> Disappearing. Oh, we had a little bit there, didn't we? Uh, what he sees must be terrifying to display such a reaction. The assumption here is that he is suffering from a demonic possession of some sort. Perhaps the most disturbing thing about this video is when he begins to levitate into the air, only seen briefly. This is certainly something supernatural unless wires or some sort of other trick is used regardless of this. The footage has a real creepy vibe about it, and it makes you wonder where this facility is located in Russia. I'm sure. Somewhere. Russia's a big country. Mm. Yes. I'm sure there's a lot of ah. creepy facilities. Can you imagine what he was acting like? <laughs> <laughs> I'll do that again. Jesus, Mary and Joseph. <laughs> I can only say that the listeners <laughs> missed out on the facial expressions with that as well. Whenever, if I ever see a possessed Russian man, I'll, I'll know what that looks like. I'll say, I know what that looks like. I remember doing that show. I shall give Heather two marvellous rounded points. Mm. Scylla Black's $6 million mansion has failed to sell after six months amid fears it is haunted. Scylla Black, very famous British presenter. She presented a lot of shows on a Saturday evening. Things like Blind Date. You must have a Blind Date show over here where you interview three contestants and I don't get to see that what That was like from like. the 70s. Well, she was doing it in the 70s. Was she? And the 80s. I actually went to see her. I actually went to see her. Do you know you on can the get, show? Yes, you can get free tickets. You were tickets. a contestant? I was not a contestant. <laughs> Were you picked? But I got. <laughs> what do you think? Tell me your thoughts on that. <laughs> She's feisty tonight, ladies and gentlemen. It's the wassail. It's the wassail. Yes, you've made some Christmas wassail, and it has a lot of sugar in it. Five cups. My teeth are dissolving as we speak. But she was a very famous presenter of many TV shows, light entertainment. She also had a lot of hits in the 1960s. She started out as a singer, but she died this year. The sprawling eight-bedroomed, five-bathroom Victoria home was listed in June. Although it has some interest in an area which is home to a string of famous faces, locals believe the ghost stories Scylla told about the place may be putting off buyers. 
The entertainer said she regularly saw a ghost she believed was a servant's daughter who died in the 1900s. Locals admit they are spooked by the property, which Scylla and husband Bobby bought in 1970. A source said Scylla herself used to say her house was haunted, so I'm not surprised it may be putting buyers off. It is a very old, large house set in the most beautiful grounds, but when the night falls it seems kind of eerie. The ghost stories are common knowledge to everyone who lives in the local area. Before her beloved husband died in 1999, Scylla told pals she believed she'd seen a ghost girl at the mansion in Denham, Buckinghamshire. A friend who also claims to have seen the apparition convinced her to delve into the history of the old red brick house. She discovered that a gardener named Thomas Headley, along with his wife and daughter, had once occupied the servants' quarters in the house. The young girl named Lillian was orphaned at the age of 11, and just three years later she herself died from pneumonia. Scylla claimed to have seen the girl dressed in a Victorian outfit, which she described as like a Laura Rashley nighty, looking over her in the bedroom and on the staircase. Her ghostly encounter led Scylla to befriend several psychics who became advisors after Bobby's death. They gave her hope she would see him again in the afterlife. Now, residual hauntings are the replaying of events, things that happen over and over again. So you see, for example, soldiers walking Mm. through basements, Roman soldiers, certain times of the year, residual hauntings, women walking along the widow's walk of an old mansion, the replaying. Of an event. Uh-huh. See where we are. Not Chilling. interested. Not interested no. in ghostly gardeners. <laughs> I am. I should give myself four points. <laughs> I'm on six. <laughs> Michelle, what have you got for me tonight in the round of ghosts and hauntings? Cemetery workers in Thailand have unearthed a corpse whose skin has been incredibly preserved. And apparently, it's all thanks to a black magic tattoo. We what? all need a black magic tattoo to preserve our skin. Oil of Ole. Oil of Ugly. That's not working for you. The body whose skin was intact, hanging from the skeleton, was reportedly discovered while authorities worked to clear an ancient burial site in Mukadan, a town on Thailand's eastern border with Laos. Then it turned out to be Victorian Beckham lying on the beach on holiday. (laughs) A lot of people have skeletons in their closet. David Beckham takes his out. The skin was covered in Sanskrit tattoos, which excavators believe show a black magic spell intended to prevent anything from penetrating the skin. But in a cruel twist, it may have been the supernatural spell that killed him, as locals claim his strong skin meant he was unable to have an operation for the appendicitis which killed him. How do they know? Yeah, I know. How do they know? If they're looking at bones and osteology, how do they know appendicitis killed him? How does that affect bones? There are know. more questions than answers. I shall give you a nice resplendent too for bringing us such a wonderful story. And I do know that that story is currently on our Facebook site, More Questions and Answers, with Adrian Lee. And you can see the tattoo 
on the skeleton. The spell itself. Her mother was sectioned when she suffered post-birth psychosis and devil visions after giving labour and failing to sleep for 10 whole days. Scarlett Hatterson, 31, stayed up for 10 days straight after giving birth to baby Bear via emergency C-section six weeks prematurely. Bear, seriously now. Is her last name black or brown? What do you think? Grills. Mr. and Mrs. Necessities. <laughs> Hello, Mr. and Mrs. Necessities. What's your son called? Oh, if you're playing the Michelle Curry snorting game, you are now welcome to take your second drink of the evening. Sleep deprivation and morphine led to her suffering vivid hallucinations, psychotic episodes, and paranoia. She is now looking to be a Republican politician. Satire as we live and breathe. The mum of three believed her room on the ward was bugged and was convinced that medics were trying to steal her newborn child. And when she was discharged, trying to steal a little bear. Well, they tried stealing its porridge first, but that didn't work. (laughs) She was discharged eight days after bear's birth and allowed to go home to Kempton, Brighton. Then things took a sinister turn for the worst. I've been to Brian. I didn't think it was that bad. <laughs> Protective of her baby. Except for the bears. <laughs> From all the bears. Don't go to Brighton without a bear gun would be my advice. Uh, there is a nudist beach in Brighton, so there are a lot of bears there. Uh, <laughs> it's true. Protective of her baby and convinced everyone was conspiring against her, Scarlett found herself analysing TV adverts, texting in code and speaking riddles. She began reciting passages from Dr. Seuss and Alice in Wonderland and repeating things like, we're all mad here and I've gone completely bonkers. She even believed her heart was failing and thought she was going to die. Scarlett was eventually admitted to a mother and baby unit and sectioned under the Mental Health Act after she saw the devil in the mirror. It's very Halloween, isn't it? Mm-hmm. On Halloween, you're not meant to stand in front of the mirror with a candle and see the devil. Is that some sort of thing we, we mm-hmm. remember? She has now bravely opened up about her experience of postpartum psychosis in a bid to raise awareness about her condition, which affects one in two in 1,000 New mums. That brings to the Did end of the round. That is. It affects one in two. <laughs> <laughs> Great. I got a 50% shot. <laughs> Woo. Woo. One or two. See the devil. One or two. Catalog. <laughs> Catalog. I said one or two. <laughs> oh. but, why did you, I was wondering why yes. you just didn't say 50%. <laughs> one in two mothers in Minnesota. <laughs> Think they're possessed by the devil. Great. Excellent. <laughs> Your mother's had three children. <laughs> Just saying. Putting it out there. That brings to an end the round that is ghosts and hauntings. We run into the round that is UFOs and cryptozoology. Miss Morris, what have you got for me tonight in the round of green men and their hairy beasties? Guess where I'm going, Michelle. Russia. No, I'm Florida. going to the outhouse. To, to Mars. To the outhouse. Oh, good. <laughs> nice. Going to Mars. Let's go to Mars. It's been Let's a while. Find some stuff. Alien reptile spotted on the surface of Mars. Yes. And nice. it has two tiny horns and a shell on its back. It's a cheeky little bugger. It yes, is. It is. I'm not on its back. <laughs> yeah, Michelle's on its back. <laughs> That's later. <laughs> <laughs> Friday night. 
<laughs> the bizarre <Canada>. creature. <laughs> We're going to have to direct our listeners to Sorry. that. Go onto YouTube. What did you type in, Miss Morris, that found this? Smoking gun county law excerpt. There you go. Everything's there for you. That's yeah. all you need to know. Trust no me. No more typing in. The bizarre creature was allegedly caught on camera sitting on the surface of the red planet. One alien hunter believes the tiny animal sports two horns and possibly a shell, claiming the creature's eye, neck, and head all appear reptilian. That's a snail. Two oh, horns no. in a shell is a snail. Must be. Must be. Joe White from... It's the elusive horn turtle. Oh, my. Of Mars. <laughs> yes. That was on Flash tiny. Gordon, wasn't it, back in the day? Joe White from Alien Art TV said it seems to have a beak to the left and tiny horns on top. The eye, head, and neck look reptilian, but at this size, it's hard to tell. It also looks like it has a shell and possibly some limbs. What does I would it hope taste? So. <laughs> what does it taste like? I would hope so. A chicken. <laughs> Snails don't have any limbs. Oh well, there you go. Perhaps it was frozen and preserved when the atmosphere was destroyed. That's going to be a so, cold snail. It may well just be an oddly shaped rock. No. no. But when you surely not. <laughs> Stop it. But when you look at all the other things I have found in the area, like a huge Mars buildings, <laughs> statues. Oh, someone's going to get drunk tonight on that. If you're playing the Michelle Corey <laughs> snorting game, you're on your third shot tonight. And animal skulls, then practically anything is possible, in my yes, opinion. It is. In fact, earlier this month, a British conspiracy theorist claimed to have spotted a chair on Mars. Yes. Remember, nice. you couldn't fit your... It was a your... sofa. Oh! <laughs> yes, yeah. it was a sofa, but it was only six inches big. Yeah. Yes. Yes, it was a chair for your berries. Yes, yes. but not your berries. <laughs> <laughs> Have you ever heard of ritual sacrifice? <laughs> Good times. That is available for you to see if you wish to see the small horned reptilian. The, the horny Mars turtle. Snail. Turtle. snail. I'm going to go to Dairy snail. Queen and ask for the horny Mars snail turtle blizzard. That's what's going to happen. Ooh, ooh, guess what else? Real quick, I read a story. Not going to read it tonight, though. Did you know that ice cream actually helps you think? better i knew it and it's suggested that you should have it right away in the morning ice cream for breakfast finally what time does dairy queen open anything to help the two of you would be my (laughs) advice (laughs) funny man (laughs) there's not going to be many points scored tonight is there the two of you are What's wrong with you both? She had a sale too. Oh, I'm an angry drunk. (laughs) Wow. A police department set up cameras to investigate reports of a mountain lion in their area and were surprised by the weird wildlife they discovered instead. Cops in Gardner, Kansas installed two trail cameras in a bid to establish whether the potentially dangerous cat was roaming a city park. They found no sign of the lion when they watched the footage. 
but they did glimpse two gorillas, a werewolf, and a sinister man in a gas mask. <laughs> no! What? No, it's a Friday no. night out. This is oh, Michelle's date night. It is. Sweetie, I'll be right there. Two gorillas, a werewolf, and a man in a gas mask. <laughs> there was even a cameo from a figure who looks suspiciously like a beer-swilling Santa Claus <laughs> taking the nocturnal stroll. Great. The bizarre Gross. sightings were the work of pranksters who apparently spotted the cameras in Celebration Park and donned costumes to liven up the footage. Yeah. And their efforts were well received by the Gardner Police Department, which posted them on Facebook. We would like to sincerely thank the persons responsible as it made our day when we pulled up what we expected to be hundreds of pictures of coyotes, foxes and raccoons. Thank you to the citizens who noticed the cameras. Your efforts and sense of humour are greatly appreciated. The prank also greatly amused locals who held it as a sign of Gardner's sense of humour. Tiffany Lee Reynolds posted, I still laugh every time I see someone share this. Diane Boyton even speculated that the unknown prankster's scary costumes might have frightened off any real mountain lions, which on very rare occasions have been known to attack humans. She said, this is funny. Now you will not have to worry about the mountain lion. He left because of the wildlife in this crazy place. Or you could have seen pictures of drunken partygoers in various costumes being eaten by a mountain lion. That'd be awesome. They dressed up as werewolves. Yes. All kinds of amazing menagerie. Yes. And was going past these cameras. <laughs> don't uh, don't you have a hot dog costume? I Ooh. do. I do have a hot dog <laughs> costume. That <laughs> is true. But I only use that in the bedroom. <laughs> if you wish to see Michelle attack a drunk semi-dressed Santa Claus, <laughs> then there are lots of free websites that can help you with your thrill-seeking. Michelle, what have you got for me tonight in the round of UFOs and cryptozoology? There are multiple timelines playing out in parallel universes, according to a team of researchers. The sensational claim was made by a team of physicists who believe that the parallel universes can all affect one another. Do you think, as we're doing this in another universe, there's four people sat in a studio doing an informative paranormal news quiz? Yes. Okay. I bet they're not having as much fun as us. That's right. I love this show. Professor Howard Wiseman and Dr. Michael Hall from Griffith University Center for Quantum Dynamics claim that the idea of parallel universes is more than just science fiction. Fellow researcher Dr. Dirk Andre Deckert from the University of California helped further the researcher's theory, which goes against almost all conventional understanding of space and time. If there really are multiple interacting universes, then it would be possible for time travelers to visit Earth and every imaginable scenario would be played out in a parallel universe at some point. The team's Many Interacting Worlds theory provides a whole new perspective on the ideas underpinning quantum theory, a notoriously complex strand of physics. In the well-known Many Worlds interpretation, each universe branches into a bunch of new universes every time a quantum measurement is made. All possibilities are therefore realized. In some universes, the dinosaur-killing asteroid missed Earth. In others, Australia was colonized by the Portuguese. And alcoholics. Right on. 
But critics question the reality of these other universes, since they do not influence our universe at all. On this score, our many interacting worlds approach is completely different, as its name applies. According to the theory, our universe is just one of many enormous worlds, with some identical to our reality and others completely different. The Express reports that the worlds are all real and all on the same timeline, but interact when they essentially bump into each other. Dr. Hall believes that the group's sensational theory fits with current scientific understanding, offering a new perspective rather than rewriting the physics rulebook completely. He said the beauty of our approach is that there is just one world. Our theory reduces to Newtonian mechanics. While there is a gigantic number of worlds, it reproduces quantum mechanics. In between, it predicts something new that is neither Newton's theory nor quantum theory. We also believe that in providing a new mental picture of quantum effects, it will be useful in planning experiments to test and exploit quantum phenomena. There we go. Yep. I wonder what experiments they will be. I'm in the lead at the end of the round. That is UFOs and cryptozoology. I've got six points. Michelle's on four. Heather is also on four, but in another world, Heather's in the lead. <laughs> we enter the round. That is the strange and the bizarre. It's the stories from around the world that are too good not to read out, but don't fit easily into any other category. Heather, what have you got for me tonight in the round of SMB? Cards Against Humanity. All uh, right. Which describes itself as a party game for horrible people. Yes. I actually do need to play that game. I, love I it. never have. Said it was crowdfunding this holiday hole, <laughs> which began on Black Friday. So it was crowdfunding on Black Friday for the quote unquote holiday hole. Holiday hole. 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 Yes. <laughs> the funding was for a digger to make a hole in the ground at a site in America, which was actually in Oregon, Illinois. As long as money keeps coming in, we'll keep digging. For fully, claims this site. is like communism. This is full employment. Yes. Because what they're going to do is then pay for someone to fill the hole back in again and you keep going. Anyone Sounds watch? Sounds like Cool Hand Luke. <laughs> <laughs> it is. <laughs> I'm going to sit and make you swallow a hundred eggs in a minute. <laughs> <laughs> Anyone watching the live feed would see the digger standing idle and for some peculiar reason cough up money to get it digging again. And it would take a $5 donation, would buy three seconds of dig time, and the event was live streamed with multiple camera angles. $5 for three seconds. Five bucks. Three seconds. Okay. It's about what I checked. That's the best three <laughs> seconds of your life, though. <laughs> One donor coughed up $1,750 to keep the digger at work. Can you imagine having to explain this to places like Africa, where they I don't know. have any food yeah. and shelter and have no medical facilities or education? Yet in capitalist America, they're throwing money for yes. a man to randomly dig a hole that isn't hole going anywhere and keep, and keep, and keep digging. digging for no reason. Yes. Wouldn't it be great if they discovered by default a buried UFO? Or a, <laughs> or a dinosaur or something, Some right? sort of pyramid that proved that aliens existed would be a joy. Well, it clearly is stupid, but Cards Against Humanity was brutally honest about this exercise. 
In fact, the Holiday Holes Q&A on their webpage clearly shows it is totally pointless, but if you want to give away money, go ahead and do it. So some of the questions they had was, what do I get for contributing money to the hole? A the bigger answer, hole. A deeper hole. There you go. And so I wonder if else... you keep digging and digging and digging, Illinois would eventually disappear. That's got to be worth five bucks of anyone's money. Got <laughs> <laughs> a point there. There we go. Just keep going until the state's gone. Another question was, how deep can you make this sucker? A great question, and as long as you keep spending, we'll keep digging. We'll find <laughs> out together how deep this thing goes. The no. interesting thing is that if they keep digging Illinois and they keep shoveling the dirt into Wisconsin, Wisconsin will be the tallest part of America, and they could have ski resorts. You could have cheese and skiing, and then Illinois will be gone. It will be You could fill it full of water and have the, an extension to Lake Superior. There you go. I like it. There you go. Everyone's happy. Another question was, why aren't you giving all this money to charity? And their response was, why aren't you giving all this money to charity? It's your money. Now I'm going to tell you, the dig has now stopped after raising $100,573. That's what they got. $100,000. I think we need... Uh, Let's start digging a hole. Let's dig a hole. Start mowing grass. How tall are you? Mowing. How tall am I? What's wrong with you? (laughs) What if we don't get enough money and just me head sticking up? You're gonna get a flower pot and stick it over me? How's that gonna work? You you can make a vase. Oh no! (laughs) (laughs) Great. So you're gonna leave my ass sticking up in the air? (laughs) Fantastic. There's somewhere to park your bicycle. That's got to be worth $100,000 of anyone's money. Wow. I shall give you points. You are now on a fabulous six. A jellyfish was handed to police in Australia under the mistaken belief it was a breast implant and possible evidence of a crime. It wasn't a box one, was it? (laughs) I've seen a few like that, though. The concerned man submitted the bagged and tagged circular object to officers on Queensland's Sunshine Coast late last week. He feared it might have indicated a drowning or a possible murder. The police station said in a statement that they had soon confirmed the find was not sinister. Officers were all hands on deck when much to their initial alarm, a concerned citizen attended the counter to report a possible homicide, said the statement. Investigations revealed what police suspected. The item was indeed a jellyfish. Colin Sparks from Surf Life Saving Queensland said the discovery was most likely a blubber jellyfish. My my favourite kind of breast implant. (laughs) A big old blubbery one. (laughs) He said, well, you need two, to be honest. He said the species was commonly found in Queensland waters and its sting was irritating, but not dangerous. I know a lot of people that are irritating, <laughs> but, but not, not dangerous. dangerous. Well, I was just thinking breast implants should be made out of memory foam. <laughs> <laughs> You're on to something, I Heather. <laughs> My memory foam's forgotten who I am. <laughs> <laughs> the tentacles were knocked off by a wave or eaten by a fish. Well, there's a lesson for every man right there. If you wish to see the jellyfish breast implant, you can go to our Facebook site. More questions and answers with Adrian Lee. Michelle, what have you got for me tonight in the round of the strange and the bizarre? 
Crowds of Christians surged into a village after news spread that holy water had been seeping from a statue of Jesus. You don't often get those two words together anymore, do you? Crowds and Christians. I was just saying, you know, reflecting a circular circular society secular secular. (laughs) nice circular society good for you it's me i'm thinking of breast implants i can't get beyond breast implants and jellyfish jellyfish a circular society blubberhead jellyfish fantastic police were called in to control the mass of worshippers who rushed to collect the liquid with water bottles a mass of Mm worshippers she's doing a good job over there isn't she i'm glad we brought her on board Word of the apparent miracle has spread after locals in the Indian village of Karodi noticed water seeping from the statue's feet last week. A resident of the nearby town, Malwani, said people traveled from miles away to witness the phenomenon and see the miracle on their own. Wait a minute, it's foot water? Mm-hmm. Oh. Juicy. It happens to have happened during the monsoon season, though, because November, December is monsoons in India. So it's ironic, isn't it, that the statues weep in water during a time when most of the day it looks like the sea cut into vertical oh. strips coming down. It's not really weeping, it's seeping. Seepage. <laughs> That's a great word, isn't it? Seepage. It's oozing. It's oozing. They're From the foot. Seepage. <laughs> Karate is a predominantly Catholic village near Mumbai and sits on India's west coast. People have been rushing to the site in St. Anthony's Parish not to only witness but to collect what they believe is holy water. The pictures and video of the statue soon went viral as devotees rushed to the spot to check for themselves. We also saw people from far-off suburbs collecting holy water from the feet. The Catholic Church believes miracles are works of God, though it has stringent procedures to verify them. It has accepted some events in the modern era as miracles, including the recovery from Parkinson's disease of Sister Marie Simon Pierre, attributed to the late Pope John Paul II. So getting juice, foot water, corn juice... (laughs) Yeah. Toenail jelly. Squeezed hard skin. Hammer toe squash. Callus. Callus water. Peelings. Nice. Peelings. Shavings. What are they doing with this water? Well, I suppose they Bless drink it. it. Yeah. They can't be drinking that. Take a shot. I find it very odd that during <laughs> the mas- Take a what? Take a shot. Take Rock. a shot. <laughs> a freshly pressed toe water. Toe water. <laughs> I can get some of that for you now. (laughs) (laughs) Heather Morris, what have you got for me in the round of The Strange and the Bizarre? The last story of the evening. Everyone's tied on seven points and it's all to play for. Christmas is coming. It's only around the corner. It is around the corner. Not only was the recipient of this gift overjoyed to have received it, but she has plans for it too. So who doesn't love receiving proper post? By proper, we mean anything that isn't a bank statement, utility bill, credit card statement, pizza menu, or anything addressed to the previous tenant. However, parcels, handwritten letters, and cards are always very welcome. Uh-oh. Unless. Of course. Said parcel contains something a little offbeat. One female Tumblr (laughs) user, Lana... Received a package earlier this month from another user, Haley, 
Nothing so unusual in that, right? So what did it contain? Maybe some festive goodies, a <laughs> birthday treat. Something or, edible. Or maybe, no, no. Or maybe something else. Taking to her Tumblr page, artist and jewelry designer Lana wrote, A few days ago, I received a very special package in the mail. It contained this amputated human toe. (laughs) Belonging to the lovely Royally Oily, which is Haley's Tumblr name. Like, literally, this toe was off her foot. She'll never wear a flip-flop sandal ever again are you allowed to post body parts i don't is that even possible i don't think think so i don't think so not only that but lana has plans for the toe explaining that she'll be making a pendant out of it toe pendant a toe pendant maybe there's some toe juice there (laughs) (laughs) just bring it so just bringing it all around take a shot take a shot (laughs) i um have often wondered what? I shouldn't even admit. No, not live on air, Michelle. Okay. Only 100,000 people in 190 countries go for it. I have often wondered if body parts preserved in formaldehyde. Yes. I've often wondered what the formaldehyde tastes like. Oh! oh! No, I'm alone on this? Yes. <laughs> it's just you. You're very much alone, yes. Well, like, I wouldn't take... I would just like a little... Oh, you're not going to drink it. You're just going to just play with it on your lips a little. Oh, yeah. Do you know what I wanted to admit? What? That I took a bath at my grandmother's house once, and I didn't want to go to school the next day, and I was only like seven or eight. What I did was I got the thermometer out, and I put it underneath the tap. And so what happens to a mercury thermometer when you get it too hot? It bursts. And so I was playing with the mercury. Oh, that a explains lot. a lot. <laughs> an awful lot, doesn't I it? I thought of that today. I was like, I played with mercury a lot. That addled your brain. That gave you a what little What does it do to you? Well, I think mercury poisoning, firstly, does things to your appetite. It makes you not want to eat. And then I think you start losing your hair and your teeth yeah. and things like that. And I think memory loss is another one. What did you say? I huh? think memory loss is another <laughs> one. <laughs> we now creep. Into the round that is not for your mother. This is the round that you've now found us on archive for. This is the round that you shouldn't have your mother in the room. If she's of a nervous disposition, if there's young minors around, they need to be in bed. This is the round where we read out the stories from the week that are laden with innuendo and sexual intrigue. Miss Morris, what have you got for me in the round of not for your mother? Thousands of people are coming together to discuss their unusual fetishes. Oh, God. Here we go. Is it not great? Coming together. I see what you've done there. Yeah. What's Michelle going to be bringing to the table? (laughs) (laughs) Well, just so you know, there's nothing wrong with burping. There's nothing wrong. Expelling gas is a perfectly natural body function. But, like, I know that, but there's people now that's thinking that's sexual. Yes, and there is people that think it is sexual i know that's what i'm telling you i don't want to know those people (laughs) (laughs) if you are one of those people you can write to michelle carrie and more questions than answers send her a voicemail (laughs) sound mail (laughs) you have mail Oh, no. However, as a rule of thumb, it's probably best to avoid letting off a rip-roaring burp in someone else's face. I would 
Oh, oh no, Nathan, that's disgusting. Also known no. as an eruption. An eruption. eruption? <laughs> Isn't that what a Chinaman has on his honeymoon? <laughs> That's an election. Oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> I thought that's what we just had in America. I'm confused. Ruckus and belching, one of the earliest lessons we learn as kids is that public burping is definitely frowned upon. Well, in Arab countries, it seems to be the sign of a good meal. Even a cheeky bit of ruckus in your own home should be followed by a pardon me, we're told. A cheeky bit of ruckus. Would you like a cheeky bit of ruckus, madam? But in spite of the burping is disgusting line, we all tow, there are plenty of people who find it quite opposite who actually find it as a sexual turn-on. Look out, there's a barge coming through. Well, we're introducing the Burp Fetish Forum. This community is, as you'd expect... BFF. ...dedicated to offering moral support to its members, as well as sharing some titillating (laughs) material. Anyway, Dr. Mark Griffiths writes... Anecdotally, the loudness aspect appears to be an important element in burp fetishes. If you can rattle the windows of your house. So you only did a little burp, didn't you? (laughs) (laughs) Wow. He got to really push it. (laughs) 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 It's almost like they're in the room. I'm pushing it. I'm pushing it real good. (laughs) (laughs) That's terrible. Some of my dinner came up. You asked me to push it. It wasn't great, was it? It was delicate. It's just like cake farting. Oh, what? Cake farting. No, he really does watch that. You don't no, watch <laughs> I just wanted to know your mother better. That was all. It ruined my birthday and we never got the candles back. Is that what I think it yes, is? Yes, it is. Yeah, you, you sit on a cake and then <laughs> yeah. you let rip. Yeah, yeah. And, and all the icing and everything goes everywhere. <laughs> and it looks like eyes winking at you. It's that not is good. horrifying. <laughs> It is the noise. It's the ruin of a good cake. (laughs) It is. It's the ruin of a good fart. (laughs) Oh, oh, no, no. Imagine going to Walmart. (laughs) I've been banned from the cake aisle. (laughs) Can't go back. You gotta hold it up to your butt. (laughs) It needs two of you. You've got to drop your trousers, and someone has to offer it up. You're sizing a cake. (laughs) Look, Mum, they've used Iron Man. It was that of the Barbie one. Oh, why do you think those cakes are? Batman. Why do you think those cakes are reduced in Walmart in the bakery aisle? Why? I'm gonna look for prints. Yeah, there you go. Ask prints. It is the noise made rather than the action itself that appears to be what is sexualized and/or interpreted by the fetishist as sexually pleasurable and arousing so you got to do a big push got to push it's all in the push <sighs> oh no <laughs> god i can smell onions what's wrong with you it's better than a bad perm <sighs> <sighs> if it smells like a bad perm we've got problems <laughs> I was almost transported <laughs> back. To Do you think? <laughs> <laughs> I 
Never in my broadcasting career, when I first started out, did I think there'd be a line where someone says, Ugh, it smells like onions, we've got a problem, and someone says, Ugh, do you think? Can you imagine reading this out in a court of law? Imagine a policeman standing up when the judge says, you know, PC Smith, could you read out, you know, what the accused has done? Yeah. I was walking in a northeasterly direction on the night when the accused had the smell of onions coming out as he was burping. I said, thank you very much for that. That was exhibit A, my lord. If you wait 20 minutes, I'll show you exhibit B. Bring forth the cake. Call for the cake. Call for the cake. The big one. (laughs) She's been in Taco Bell and stored it all up. Wow. Unbelievable. I don't know what to say. You've left me speechless, madam. (laughs) You need to go on to Facebook and see the trailer for the film I'm about to read this out for. This is remarkable. This is the disturbing and hilarious trailer for the film Handjob Cabin. What? Let me say that again (laughs) more creepily. This is for the film Handjob Cabin. A movie about a ghost that masturbates his victims to death. His, his, his? It's victims to death. Death by tugging. Tug of war. Tugboat Willie. It opens. I've seen that cartoon. (laughs) It opens with four friends (laughs) arriving at a cabin. No. Imagine you get your mates round to see that and by mistake on Netflix, you're now watching Tugboat Willie. (laughs) The first Mickey Mouse film. I thought it would be better than this. (laughs) I have to say, narrative was very poor, not much nudity. I have a cramp. Michelle's got a Charlie horse. <laughs> now remove his funny bone. You owe me two hundred dollars. It's in my bread basket. <laughs> I was hoping it would reach that far. It opens with four friends arriving at a cabin in the middle of a deserted forest, which oh. they say is awesome. But the oh, bet. but the fun is soon interrupted by a sexually frustrated ghost who killed by masturbating its victims to death. I can't believe that's true. I'd have never made it beyond my 17th birthday. (laughs) One of the friends finds Viagra pills in the bathroom and the ghost is lurking in the mirror making obscene gestures. Later, he is dragged into the cupboard by the naughty demon who leaves a written warning saying no dicks are safe. In true horror movie style, instead of leaving the surviving members of the group, find articles chronicling various victims who have perished at the hands of the ghost. And so it continues until a mystery man arrives at the door and offers a hand. Remember, not all horror films finish with happy endings. Uh, Michelle, what have you got for me tonight in the round of Not For Your Mother? One moment before you jump to Michelle, I just want to say that I had the pleasure this last week... Of filming Handjob Cabin. <laughs> pleasure. <laughs> Look at her hands. 
They're like a carpenter's hands. Look at them. <laughs> the, yeah. Look at the calluses. And now, no, I was just going to say I had the pleasure this week of binge watching Stan Against Evil. Stan Against Evil. Hilarious. It it's, is a good show. It is on IFC. I believe yes. that's the channel. Oh, my God. It is cheesy, campy, channel. hilarious. It's great. I like the fact there's no CGI for all the horror stuff. They've yeah. got puppets oh, and like masks. Great. It's just brilliant. It's, it's like the 1980s. Yeah. And everything explodes and there's blood and gore. <laughs> <laughs> it's comedic. It's a comedic yeah. Yeah. show. It's fantastic. One-liners. His like wife believe. dies. Mm-hmm. And it turns out he doesn't realize that his wife is a woman who slays demons and stops darkness yeah. from attacking the local oh. town. So he unlocks her sewing room after she's died. Her sewing room. He's not been allowed in there for like 20 years because it's her little sewing room. He opens the door. It's just the walls are covered in crossbows, axes, every type of weapon. Knives. There's spells everywhere. There's things bubbling. There's toads and stuffed animals. And yep. he opens the door, thinking it's a sewing room, and says, Jesus, Mary and Joseph. <laughs> it was very funny. Is he Irish? It it was funny to me when I saw that particular scene because I have an art room and anybody that would go into the art room, the (laughs) art room, would probably say the same thing. Yes, your art room is full of skeletons and taxidermied Mm -hmm. animals and Mm -hmm. weaponry and uh, Mm -hmm. it's like that show from New York that curiosity shop Mm -hmm. yes with artificial limbs and oddities yes tables that have come out of morgues and strange Victorian operating equipment I love it. Is your mm-hmm. art room, isn't I like it? it? That is People my are art up room. there thinking you're doing quilting or watercolors. <laughs> yes, water, paint by number. <laughs> yes, little do they know. <laughs> Michelle, what have you got for me in the round of Not For Your Mother? A driver has been caught on camera as he appeared to watch porn while stuck in traffic on the M4 motorway. He was on a motorbike at the time, which was impressive. <laughs> <laughs> James Osborne from Newton Abbott, Devon, was sat in traffic on the M4 on his way to Cambridgeshire to Devon when he clocked the driver in the white car next to him, apparently scrolling through X-rated pictures. One of them was his wife. Of naked women. I have to say, the worst thing about this story is that's a terrible drive. Cambridge to Devon, I wouldn't want to do that. That's horrendous. You'd be watching porn too? Yeah, that's a shocking drive. (laughs) That's about seven or eight hours. That's like going from north... East, above London, all the way across Britain, down into the bottom left-hand corner. That's a terrible drive. Mm. I wouldn't be hard be watching pornography just to break up the miles. <laughs> <laughs> James, 37, who was sat in the passenger seat while his partner was driving and was left flabbergasted when he realized what the randy motorist was watching and decided to film the whole thing. James, a graphic designer, said, It was a slow journey, very stop and start, and I was just looking out of the window at the cars passing me on the left. The light of the screen in the car caught my eye, and I thought it looked a little bit adult, so I got my phone out to have a better look. When we caught up with him, I was able to see it more clearly, and it was clear it was porn. He thought it was a nature show where they were showing flowers. <laughs> oh. I told my partner who was driving, and we were both completely gobsmacked. I thought, does he not realize people can see right in? It was dark outside, and the screen was lit up. 
but he was just scrolling through a list of very graphic pictures, seemingly oblivious, or he just didn't care. People forget when they're sat in a car that you're surrounded by 95% glass. They've got their fingers up their nose, mm-hmm. they're, they're raking around, they're doing all manner of things, thinking they can't be seen. When in actual fact, people can see you better than at any other time. You're surrounded by glass in that bubble of a car, aren't you? Mm-hmm. I couldn't quite see into the car to see what his expression was like or what he was doing. But it was definitely surprising, to say the least. It was certainly a shock and very unusual. I know you see motorists doing a lot of silly things, but a driver looking at porn is the last thing you expect to see when you're driving down the M4. I wonder if he was using the hard shoulder. Uh... Miss Morris, what have you got for me in the final story of tonight? I'm going to... Zimbabwe. Zimbabwe. There's a lot of strange and wondrous things. (laughs) (laughs) Via the Cherokee in Texas, apparently. Mm -hmm. A Zimbabwean sex worker injured a man with a beer bottle after he offered to pay for sex. Injured him with a beer bottle. Yes. uh, And he tried to pay for sex with a boiled egg. With a boiled egg. Here's an egg. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you. Here's two eggs. Bring your sister. Here's my penny. (laughs) (laughs) Scrambled eggs. (laughs) I like them over easy. (laughs) God. The man Moses Mushonga, 28, walked up to the young lady of the night in the town of Mervwe in... (laughs) Mushugaland province. Mushugana. Yeah. He leaned on her chest and touched her breasts before offering what he termed was his only, his only possession. It's lucky it weren't magic beans. According to Daily Mail, Mushonga told the 23... Oh, won't you stay (laughs) just a little mashonga? Oh, God. (laughs) Told the 23-year-old Chippo that... Chippo? Egg and Chippo. (laughs) (laughs) That was her name. Egg and Chippo? No, just Chippo. Chippo. Uh, That he had spent his remaining cash on two boiled eggs and eaten one already, offering to give her the remaining egg for sex. You see how a man's man's brain works. (laughs) He's got two eggs, right? You see see where I'm going with this, right? I'm hungry. Uh I'll eat one of the eggs. Mm. Now I'm full. I know. I'll pay for sex with the other. Nature nature versus nurture. Oh, God. Insulted by his attitude. Oh, yes. Thank you. Do you know what? When she opened her mouth there, I thought I was almost, I was thinking that's got to be Southeast Africa. I could just tell. Was yes. It wasn't Nigeria it was. or anywhere. It took me right to there. Right there. It was either that or Tanzania. Chipo flew into a rage. African, is it? One of those African him. Russians you read so much. Is he that was a bit, still be hitting a, him. A black Russian. Hitting him. <laughs> a black Russian. And hitting him with a beer bottle. A white Russian. <laughs> and then... Punch him in the face <laughs> before. It's almost like we're there. Before knocking him 
chunk. chunk the egg. She just took the egg. <laughs> Reported the outlet. <laughs> <laughs> Mushanga, who was bleeding heavily, told journalists that Chipo should not have beaten him up as she could have just said no. No. No egg for you. Chipo was not charged by the police, and she simply felt he needed to be taught a lesson about respect, as uh-huh. he should. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Earlier this year, the Weekend Post newspaper reported that the economy was so bad that sex workers had reduced their prices to the 0.8 Zimbabwe dollars, which is the equivalent of a stick to of chewing gum. half a loaf of bread. Or go. a boiled egg. Well, apparently that was too cheap for her. Mm-mm. No. Mm-mm, no. Hell no. Wow. It's like being on Oprah Winfrey as we live in Britain. What, egg? I'm good, thank you. <laughs> I get it out of my mouth. <laughs> as long as it's not out of anywhere else. <laughs> We're good. All good things come to an end. Thank God. We are sharing. Yeah, sorry, guys. We have all lost tonight and we've all won because every single one of us, Michelle, Heather, and myself, have all scored 7.777. So good they named a passenger aircraft after us. So we all take home the K2 meter and we all share the $33,000 IR camera. Do can we f- put it in the park? Can we put the IR camera? <laughs> In the park. What to see if people come along dressed as gorillas, werewolves and drunk Santas. Yes. Let's go there now. If anyone wants to join us, we'll be in the park. I'll be in the wheelchair. Perfect. (laughs) Everybody's happy. Do not fear, listener. Remember we are back with a whole new bunch of stories next week at the same time. And I would love for you to join me for a fun and informative journey through the world of the paranormal. Strange, intriguing, bizarre and weird. Please tell your friends and family about the show and feel free to contact me anytime via my Facebook site. More questions than answers with Adrian Lee. You can also join my Twitter account at Adrian underscore Lee underscore tips. And remember, we now do an extra 20 to 25 minutes of the show off air in a round called Not For Your Mother that you can find in our archives if you go to soundcloud.com and search for MQ. TA Radio. My gratitude and greatest thanks are extended to Lorna Hunter, Heather Morris, Shaton Trainer, Michelle Corey, Nathan Bush, and all of the International Paranormal Society at interparanormal.net. And all of the show sponsors, including the Lakes Area, Paranormal Interest Group, and MUFON of Minnesota. It just remains for me to say thank you for listening, and remember, be interested and interesting. Good night.